0: I'd heard about prostate cancer. Most men have. I even knew about the heightened risk for black men, which, when adjusted, means that it affects one in three of us. One in three. But this was only meant to happen to old men, other men. (laughs) That was not until it happened to me. I couldn't make these stories up. These are the stories, the good, the bad, and the unbelievable state cancer journey so strap yourself in and let's go episode 17 force fields the shirt was crisp and new the shoes had achieved a mirror-like finish i just got my hair cut, it was sharp, and I was wearing a suit, and the suit was doing it. All my leaflets and my presentation was all packed. I was so ready, heading out for my very first solar venture for Prostrate Cancer UK. I got there in plenty of time and pulled up to the gate. Banners, cheerleaders, waving crowds, nope, nada, and keep hoping. Instead, one Great big hefty padlock and chain, cobwebs and a deserted and dark building. Maybe word got out about my latest talk. All that was missing was thunder, Halloween type music coming from the trees and a dark sinister mist descending from nowhere. Oh, and maybe chucking a man with a mask as well. I double checked and triple checked the address. It was definitely the right place, the right date and the right time. Before I could get the chance to take it all in, another car pulled up and the driver lowered his window. He was wearing some sort of official badge and said he was also there to do a talk. Being helpful, I said I tried a number on the website. I stood in the rain and called the number. He watched me doing this, all from the cosy and dry inside of his car. And without so much as a nod, a smile or a look back, He rolled up his window, reversed back out, and sped off. I'll put my window squeezy and water bottle back in my holster then, shall I? I was as damp as the damp squid of an afternoon it had become. Thank you too, mate. Cheers. Hope you don't get rear-ended in the adverse weather conditions. It would later turn out that somebody had already earmarked to do this particular talk, but at the last minute they couldn't do it. Taking with them the change of venue and address. It just didn't filter down anywhere else. Undeterred, I signed up for the next talk coming up, which was the UK Black Business Show, to be held in the Queen Elizabeth Centre in Westminster. So not only was I going to do my first solo talk, I was also going to be part of a team there, and I was going to lead. Now, the UK BBS was held in the Queen Elizabeth II Centre, which is a large, prestigious conference centre opposite the Houses of Parliament in central London. This is not some shabby or inexpensive venue. This is top-notch. This is the type of place where you'd expect to see the best in the way of vendors and speakers, and they didn't disappoint. It was spread over three floors, the 4th, the 5th and the 6th. The 4th floor was the smaller auditorium holding about 150 delegates and that's where I would be presenting my talk later on. The 5th floor was the main floor with the vendors and the 6th floor had a larger auditorium which held about 500 delegates. My talk was scheduled for 2 o'clock and I needed to be there for 1 o'clock to hand over the shifts on the Prostrate Cancer UK table. Now, registration at some black events are normally hit and miss. This one was on par. The event was refreshingly slick and fast. When I got to our table, it was one of the main tables on the walkway. You could feel the buzz and the excitement of the event. There were approximately 60 vendors manning tables, and businesses included high-end beauty products, African attire, a radio station, a TV station, wheelmaking, making, solicitors, high-end products, black dolls, financing, publishing health and well-being cosmetics books greeting cards this was the best of black retail i met my team and i knew two of them personally and another i'd seen at a previous prostate cancer uk get-together now within a few minutes of being at the table i noticed a strange effect our table was having on some of the older attendees that were at the event now an artificial corner had been made by a couple of vendors at the opposite end to us because they were using large roll-up banners. So if you came a particular way, you wouldn't see our table until you walked around these banners and then you were about 10 feet away. I was starting to laugh and one of the ladies said to me, what was I laughing about? And I said, you don't notice it, do you? It's almost like a force field has been put around this table with regards to black guys. She looked at me with a strange look and she didn't believe me. And I said, well, Check out the next guy come around that corner. Well, the next older guy to hit the corner took two steps, saw the table and actually spun on his feet and did a 90 degree turn. I mean, some professional dancers would be proud of this move. And he slinked over to some beauty products. I smiled. The next guy hit the corner, saw the table and suddenly continued to walk with his head jammed to his right-hand side, nearly crashing into a lady's hair stand in the process. I just cracked up and laughed. It would set the tone for the day that guys would either embrace the table and what we had to say, or they'd almost seen a ghost. About a quarter to two, I set up my camera and went down to do my talk. So there were about 10 people already seated, and with the bustling hordes upstairs, I was expecting quite a good turnout. I was more than concerned with the demographic. There were really only a few men that would be directly affected and concerned with my discussion, or so I thought. Then I had one of those decisive light bulb moments that was going to change the way I would approach talking about prostate cancer going forward. While this young demographic had little to worry about prostate cancer, what they did have were fathers, brothers, cousins, uncles, godparents and family friends who could be affected. These attendees are coming from the viewpoint of not wanting to see their older loved ones suffer with prostrate cancer and wanting to have the knowledge to be able to say something. That's something that I could give them. Once they were informed and empowered, they could then reach out to the typical target male group from a completely different angle. We care and we don't want to lose you. Dad, Uncle, have you had a PSA test? Early diagnosis is important. That kind of talk. I was very excited to say the least with this new outlook. And you know what? It went extremely well. I was allocated a 45 minute slot, but we could have easily filled the hour and perhaps even more. I presented the short version of the prostrate cancer presentation, which takes about 15 or 20 minutes. And the rest of the time was just answering questions. The questions were coming thick and fast. I couldn't keep up with where the hands were coming from. As soon as I answered one question, two more people put their hands up for another. I was beginning to lose track of the order people were in, but nobody seemed to mind. Not only were the questions meaningful, they said a lot about where this young audience were coming from. Quite different to the questions I had heard from older target groups. They wanted to know about prevention, testing, how was it caused, and how they can present information. What research was being done? Are there any natural solutions? Whereas the older generation are all about what are they going to potentially lose and make a judgment based solely on that? I'd
1: just,
0: just like to stress what you said. that sorry, I would just, just like to stress what you said, the fact that there are sometimes no symptoms with me, but there wasn't any at all. And only because um, there's a history of it in my family. And my parents nagged me that um, I went to a walking clinic, which was a one-on-one. It's only run run, run for a week. So I went in, and uh, it was the PSA count that really showed it. It was 7.4. But now, um, treatment was called early, and last week I got signed off with um, my PSA count. It's 0.2 now, so that's all good. Behind you. There
1: you go. Um, my dad at the moment, he he's had a PSA of around 5.6, and I was pushing him over the summer to get it checked out properly, and he's very, 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 very reluctant to go forward with more tests, even though it's been recommended. Um, would you encourage him to get a biopsy done, and how would you kind of approach men who are just not trying to hear anything negative about their health?
0: Pressure. unfortunately black men are very hard of hearing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and
0: if it's not if it's not hanging off, if it's not broken, if it's not breathing bleeding profusely, we will not go to the doctors. And I will put my hand up and I'll say I'm one of them. And how I talk to, how I talk to guys is 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 I pretend that I'm down there. Now. Because I could be sitting down there and it doesn't matter what if we go back five years, it doesn't matter what the person was saying up here, I ain't got no symptoms, I can't take the time off work, I can't be asked. Let's face it, doctors make it difficult to to to, to make an appointment, yeah? You've got to ring up 8 o'clock in the morning, you've got this 10 minute window that you've got to try and get this, this call in, or you've got, to, you've got to get out of your bed and be there at 6.30 and there's only 10 people in front of you just to see the doctor. So I get that. but. There's a, there's a couple of ways I'd look at it. Does does he drive? Yes. So he spends more effort get his, getting his Emma Caro Moti done than he would checking out the PSA. Now, um, <coughs> one thing I'll say to you is that there's there's a couple of ways looking at this, and I and I, and I certainly don't want to tr- I don't, don't want to scare anybody off, mm-hmm. but how I was my my, my my prostate cancer was caught early. And the next stage after me is you where you lose a lot more. And then the next stage after that, you're in a box. It's as it's pretty much as simple as that. Now, what you could say to your dad is that look, Dad, it doesn't mean that you've got cancer, but we can just we can just look into this because it's still it's over the threshold, but it's still it's still pretty low. And this is the and this is the thing this is the thing that um, it's a bit tragic, is that if we get tested early, if we get tested early enough, and it is just, it's just over, it can be slowed down without surgery. It could be, it could be any of the other things. It could be just a urine infection. It could be that. It could be um, an enlarged prostate. It could be the prostate st- it is. It could be that. Uh, it's something that you just need to hammer on, hammer on, hammer on. I mean, I'll, I'm happy to talk to you. Um, what well, my story is and then what brought me here was that um, I say I say to people that you know I've got three things I've got I've got a big mouth I've got a sense of humor and I've got prostate cancer and you know I've seen the leaflets and I've, I've gone around them. We, we were upstairs and, and we, were, we were having a discussion and we were, and we were joking and we were saying, it's almost like there's a force field around this table because you can see the guys; they spot the table and then they divert. <laughs> you know? so, so so, I get that. So all I can say is you, you just have to keep on. But also, I'll, I'll give you my story as well. So so, just hold that thought for a second and, 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 and I'll hopefully answer it. Um there was this sorry, this lady just in front there. Um see so you've inspired the different questions of the one I was Um so you mentioned
1: uh that there's a link between um <coughs> uh, breast cancer, someone having uh kind of, uh so uh woman in the family of breast cancer and there's a man uh then developing uh, a cancer. Um have there been any studies that are done into a uh, potential link between um, those rates of uh, prostate cancer in black men and um, black women who have fibroids within family? And I ask that only because clearly there's a disproportionate amount of black men who are dealing with this issue, and there are a disproportionate of amount of black women who are dealing with fibroids at the same time. So that's in the UK and the US. Having explored uh, kind of as well as I mean, um, just yet. So I'm wondering that and I'll just say this quickly as well do you think that if more black men who other black men respect and admire if more of them spoke up about even just about um, well-being and going to see a doctor or um, that kind of thing, do you think that, that would help to create a cultural change so that more um, black men would be more inclined to, to see a doctor or something? Those uh, a kind of
0: potential health issue? So to answer the first part, um, I'm not a doctor in any way. I, I'm an expert by default on, on, this, on this subject. So what I would say is, if you contact them, they're the experts, so they'll know that first part. As for the second part, um, I can't think of anyone who is gonna, who's gonna encourage somebody else to do it. Um, you know, we can look at the celebs and, and think that you know we're going to be influenced by celebs, but really, are, are we really, are we really influenced by celebs? There, there, there's, there's a lot of um, misinformation about prostate cancer, and you know, some guys would rather just not know. Um, I know a guy whose dad has currently got prostate cancer, and he's in his, he's in his early 30s, and he's got two kids and he will not engage whatsoever. Even though, you know, we got to the point where we were nearly arguing about it. And I just said, I just stepped away and said, look, you know, it's not my battle. It's something that, I I just don't understand the reasoning behind it. I can only look at the the side of the fence and say, um, you know, before I was here, for example, if I'd have been visiting here for this centre, I wouldn't be coming down here. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be. in this seminar myself. I'd be looking for some food somewhere or something. Yeah, I want to hear about the prospect. And you know, it doesn't affect me. I've looked at the symptoms. It's got nothing to do with me. That that that's me. So I can only. So 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 the so the so the perspective that I can come from is I can say, okay, what can I say to what can I say to me, sitting down there, and that's what I try to do. And. One of the latest things is, is I can say to people, well, you know what, you can listen to me or you can end up like me, almost. Um, and I'm lucky. Regardless of what I've been mean through, I'm lucky. So, you know, it's, I haven't got all the answers. All I, all I know is I can, I can try and talk to, to people while I talk to me. And I can say it once, I can say it twice, and then I, I can move away. Because if you're not going to do it, then I can't force anybody to do it. As I said, I could have been there for a lot longer, but I had to be ushered off when my time ran out for the next speaker. At the end of the corridor, before the lift, a guy stopped me. It was clear that he wanted to talk privately the way he was hanging around, so I ushered him to take a seat and we sat down. He said that he had noticed something wrong with his testicles and his doctor was not taking him serious or overly interested. It was clear in his eyes that this was something that was really troubling him. I said look I'm not medically trained so I can't give you any information as to what it could be but you need to go back to your doctor and demand that you get referred. I wasn't sure that he could demand as such but going back with a more determined and constructive argument certainly couldn't hurt him. He felt a lot better we embraced and he left. Back at the table we seemed to have temporarily deactivated the force field and many of the people that I'd recognized from the talk were now at the table either asking questions or commenting on the presentation. Slowly but surely this message is beginning to get through. (laughs)